and this brings up the Ubisoft as McDonald's example. Stop. All right, Ben. It's episode 108 of No Crisis Yet. Really? It is. I can't. Like, we're getting into the 110s. I think, I think this is going to be my thing now. I'm just going to start every podcast surprised at with how high what? the number is. What? We're still, really? What? I thought we were on, like, 50. No, just 108. Yeah. Cool. 108. Uh, it's a good loss number. Kind of in the dog days of summer here, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're literally both sweating. Yep. Yep. This is a July podcast. You know, we usually go pretty light in the summers, and I think this... Partially because of it's travel and yada yada, but we also... Shit. We got outside lives, Ben. Also, there's not a shitload of video games in the summertime, generally. And TV also takes a real long break. Right, let me sell so, you on. Let me sell you on what I've been playing. All right, what you been playing, John? It's a vintage. Okay. It has its roots in the early 90s. I love it. Prestige RPG brand. Uh-huh. Very focused on player choice. Okay. Very polished. I think I know what it is. It's Oblivion. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what if I told you people to this day mm-hmm. are still modding? Oblivion. Would that blow your fucking mind? Uh, no, not no, really. Not right? at all. Um, way more porn mods than I ever thought possible. Oh, no. I mean, like, just my dives into the, the Skyrim Nexus was like, if this is what Skyrim is like as far as horny <laughs> mods, there's so much horny shit. I, I have to imagine that Morrowind didn't have as much horny shit because everybody looked like a Lego oh, person. No, dude, it did. But there was, like, a really in-depth one about, like, dancers and, like, grinding on you and stuff. How clean were the faces? That's the question. I the want. cleanest. Oh, so I definitely okay. did a head upgrade because like, you go when you make a character, it's like you look like a potato. I mean, uh, Oblivion is came that uh, of its time. Uh, was it two thousand five, six when it came out? Let's say four or five. I think it's five. Well, so the Xbox three hundred and sixty came out in two thousand five. So it must have been. And five, it was then. the following spring when it came out. God so damn be it. like early two thousand six. Uh, a great game by all accounts. I played eight absolute ass load of it same uh what probably the best expansion pack uh, bethesda has ever done right, so this this is this is the whole thing i've never played it oh, i've never played, played it. So, that's, Isles? so that's why i'm like i have this whole i know and i feel horrible about it oh, i have this so huge bad. existential crisis of like i've never beaten it i yeah. own i own like four fucking versions of it i love I, I, let me be clear i don't love bethesda softworks mm-hmm. I, they're not beloved to me i yeah. love the products no yeah i just yeah. do and that that was in the era when i was like fucking in it like right, well, okay, I was, what else do we have to do well but, I, right like but i thought that those games were absolute watershed massive moments of like this tech is so far ahead yeah. of what other people are doing and i've said in the past like i think the witcher 3 is the thing that came along and just kind of snatched the bag from them basically but took it, but it what, was but it took, took all their were, shit it was, yeah. they took all their themes like hey what and about when, we... oh hey bioware's not using their shit either let's take that and they took bioware shit and and uh and uh bethesda's shit and put yeah. it into a game that in my opinion, is like a better uh, successor to either of those companies' kind of legacy than their actual success. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. And that's um, a shitty way to put it, maybe, but I, like. I, I think I'm just in love with their recipe for it. But anyway, yeah. I'm putting myself through this torture and like, I'm just like, do I play through this fucking game? Because I forgot how the level up system worked. Mm, that's a bad level up system. And I'm just like, I mean, watching, they, they, and I'm like, that was heavily fixed by mods. So it was, uh, but even then, you have choices. Like, do you do? Uh, that's there's the like problem, eight yeah. different overhauls. So the only, typically, what I do if I'm going to do a quote unquote stock run, yeah, because like I do with, just the plus five modifiers. I was going to say with uh, with New Vegas, it's just like yeah, Project Nevada, and that takes care of the leveling stuff. Does it really? I, I, I mean, I, it I've balances only... all that stuff. It also balances <clears> it with sprinting, like little modern FPS things sure. that are not in. Uh, normally that's like my catch-all mod for new vegas and then there's other stuff you do but um that one is like that's the default best 
Yeah. And that game didn't have level scaling like Oblivion. That was a bigger problem with that game. But um, it was fun, though. I mean, you could, like, go in and be like, oh, these guys are hard. Pause. Slide. Now yeah, they're easy. Right. Like, it was so easy to just modulate the game difficulty. But it was so shitty feeling to get killed by super duper rats that didn't look any different than the so, regular right. rats so and I, also never getting powerful right so i installed a fucking mod mm. so there's several overhaul mods right and i installed i was i just like there's so fun there's mascaros there's a button they all sound they have horrible forum names um installed the one that was highly reviewed in 2017 so mm. i was like that's pretty recent all right sure let's give it a shot tried it out and would you know would you not believe it i was fucking one-shotted by a pheasant outside of town um, not just outside of town, but like fairly close to Anvil. And I was right. like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> what have I a, become? When, I don't think Oblivion ever had pheasants in the stock. Like, it's 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 a, such a mind fuck. I was about to say that. Do you mean peasant? Because there weren't pheasants nope, in Oblivion. Nope, it's a pheasant. <laughs> like, it was like the green, the bird with the green. He's, yeah. yeah, the long tail. Dude, fuck me up. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And at the same time, I'm also trying to beat Fallout 4 on survival mode. This has been like, I started last winter. Probably in a fit of winter madness. Yeah, no, I remember we talked about it because it was around when 76 came out. And I was like... Yeah, and I wanted I wanted to sake my, my lust for and like... I was like, if you want, the survival mode in, in 4 yes. sounds a lot like 76 without all the other right. bullshit. And, and it's, honestly, it's great. It makes you rethink that whole entire game. Yeah. The way the, the way that you described it is like, oh, it actually feels like you're... The scavenging part, which is what Fallout 4 leaned into so hard, was like, yo, we finally found a use for all this crap. We put a we make a gameplay mechanic around our junk, and that was what Fall seventy six eventually became. But um, I th- there was meat there to make something out of it. Yeah, and that sounds like what this problem mode did. Um, it, it, but in, it's easy to game. Like let me be clear, I don't think that it's like oh super challenging and mm-hmm. hardcore. Like it's not a day Z. It doesn't make it into day Z. Whatever, but. But the idea of not being able to quick save all the time, the idea that like venturing out is something you have to prepare for, like that's for you. You need to get back in the mindset of there is no quick save button, which I I like in some terms, and other terms it's like sometimes that game is super cheap with survival mode. Like you'll yeah. be I, you'll be literally one shotted by like sting wings and shit. Right. Um, I mean that game has its fair share of fucking broken ass shit. So yes. it's not even that it's a fairly balanced game, right? That you can like survive fairly against. Like there might be parts. No, where but you if, have you to cheat. With, if you go if you go with that attitude, like I'm not, a, you know, I'm not like, oh my god, this game. Yeah. So you go in with which is completely as a jaded asshole, and you're like, yeah. this is fucking great. I always go um, into a Bethesda game with like a socket wrench in my back pocket, like knowing that I'm gonna have to fucking fix something because it, it is the beater car in the winter that you have to keep a toolbox exactly. in. Like, but that's but when you get it going, it's really fun to drive. Like I don't. I think that the core, analogy. I is, think that core but, loop. Yeah. Is excellent, yeah. um, especially more so when so. Yeah, that was the thing. It sounded like it improved. Is like the core loop of Fallout Four was go out, get shit, break it down, make shit. Right, but now then imagine halfway when you're out, you're like, this is, I think this is as far as I want to go, and right. you get panicky and you're like, I, I got to get back. Yeah, and that um, was the thing that I do think seventy six. Like, if I can say anything positive about it, it because it leaned more into that, it made like finding. Like a carton of cigarettes, like a big deal. No, dude, in a way that was like, that. Yeah, yeah awesome. all right. Or, or like a sewing machine or like the, um, yeah. the what do you call it? The giddy up buttercup, the robot yep. horse. That's like a fucking holy grail right. in that game because it has everything you need in it. Um, but yeah, so. Anyway. Anyways. It's just that recipe I like and fucking, I don't know. It is weird to go back to Oblivion. Obviously, after playing so much Fallout 4, and you're just like, fuck, there. Because one of the things, the strategies in Fallout 4 is you're just wandering around, you're just constantly hitting the VATS button because you want to know. Well, and and Oblivion is the. 
basis, the bedrock for every modern Bethesda game. Like, if you go back to Morrowind, it's real different than Fallout 4. Or but it, it's not in the back end. It, it, exactly. I swear to God, it has cells like... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the code action, language and stuff. They, they literally... Use. They've been I, using the same ones since Daggerfall, basically. I, I mean... I don't know if I'd go that far because definitely Daggerfall was like that weird render, whatever. Yeah, the render is different, but like the scripting AI and other sure. things were similar to what they are in Morrowind to Oblivion. To Remember when Morrowind went insane and was like, oh, you want Wikipedia links in your conversations, right? Yeah. Which, funnily enough, so I'm playing, I'm, great. I'm also playing Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire after mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to try a new RPG. Um, no, I just bought the fucking sequel, but I did yeah. get a lot of mileage out of the other one. I the first one. Really good. I heard um, good stuff about Deadfire, at least. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. thank God, in this game, the Wikipedia it has Wikipedia links. So yep. if you don't know what a fucking I really love that Kwani is, I think P- Pyre, the Supergiant game, did that really well. Yeah. Where it's like we're not gonna like give you big exposition dumps because that's like unnatural and whatever. But we are gonna do the Zelda highlights on your text, and you can click yes, on them and for a low code. It, it, it is the only that saves Deadfire because like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like oh, and then the. The kith are fighting the Ethwins f- and Aedes, yeah. and it's just like, it's a fantasy thing, and it's a big problem with like big ass fucking fantasy. Right, universes. but yet somehow, why did I like fucking Mass Effect two then? Because it did because the same Mass shit. Effect is rad, and yeah. also Mass Effect, uh, and this is, I think, the difference in some ways between, and maybe it is just a personal preference. It's like I will tune into like they came from a planet where the atmosphere is helium, so they have to breathe this way. And I'm like, fuck, that's interesting. Yeah, but or, hey, I'm like a fucking ancient, jelly. I'm a jellyfish arms dealer, yeah, motherfucker. You gotta it's work like, uh, to make the ancient order of whatever interesting to me because it's just such a generic trope. Whereas, uh, and not to say that Mass Effect isn't built out of tropes, but like they so geniusly took all these tropes and assembled them into like reconfigured. You know, you take your warrior race, but you make them this way. You take the the yeah. scientists, make them this way, and then you make these two interact this it, way. It was the best parts of Star Wars: Next Generation with yeah. like, I it, it's the. I, well, I, I, it, the combat didn't hit its stride until two. No, no. right, but and then, the the world building in the universe and the, is the best I think that Bioware ever did, and especially because it's original. Like I know, I, and I have not played as much of the older pre nice old republic bioware games i have not really played that much but uh, i've played you never done some any... amount of boulders gate and boulder gate 2 but it's like young middle school high school ben i don't remember much of it right uh and i never beat either one of those games so um that's maybe something i should do before three comes out i guess but uh, uh, i beat boulders gate one for dragon age origins and i kind of regret it yeah I w- <laughs> it's like I, I i've seen them i've played parts of them and it's something it's just they are always the time sink of like do i have 80 hours that i want to put into a game that's like obtuse at every step because it was made 20 years ago yeah. the answer is likely no uh and it's, that's part of but- what makes like mass effect so enticing is it has all that lore and writing but it's wrapped up in a fucking dope-ass cover-based shooter where you can fly and shotguns and magic powers, and it like feels modern in a way where you can play it, and it's not. Um, and also, those games are thirty hours long at the max. Like they're, they're I just fucking love two. They so move. Much, dude. That suicide mission at the end. Yeah, no, two is one of the best games they ever made. Byro is <laughs> on firing all cylinders, and then just a fucking catastrophic the, the decline drop. was pretty quick after that. I mean, what, I, what does it what does it say about them that I've I thought about installing Kotor, Kotor the other night, and I was like, I kind of. I kind of I did it. I you know I did my fucking thing. Yeah. I beat the second one. Like I'd rather spend more time in fucking Bethesda's system. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean that's that's um, I don't know. It, they are different styles too because Bethesda is all about explore, open, proke it, prod it, whatever. Bethesda, Bethesda will always be. Hey, how about if you just filled up a cabin with cheese logs? Yeah. yeah right or maybe. cheese wheels, and then but you know Bioware. Well, I don't even know. Can you even call them Bioware anymore? Like I don't even know. 
Yeah, I mean, they have the company name still, technically. Sure, so, but yeah. like, Bioware was like, you're going you're gonna to get sucked into this their world. Their ethos That's be has been awesome. more or less jettisoned at this point for Anthem. And who knows if they ever come back. Uh, you know, I don't think... Why Dragon don't they Age... just pare down the fucking team and then make single-player RPGs? At well, least then they wouldn't be, like, tortured into doing this Right, and, and they are supposedly working on Dragon Age 4, but, the, I mean, the situation around Anthem sounds very dire these days. Like, I'm sweaty, Ben. Look at... Uh, on. Yeah. This is the... I'm doing the... Doing the why, shrug. God? Yep. Why? Come on. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, What's it's... the fucking point anymore, dude? EA has stockholders, uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> They need Anthem to make money uh, because they spent... Oh, how long was the development on that game? Seven years? Eight years by most accounts? Let, oh my God. Let's uh, even say that... It's, absurdly long time. I'm picturing a RoboCop fucking <laughs> shareholder meeting where someone yeah. gets shot to death out of a window. Right. But, like, but that said, when you're fucking... Let's say like prestige brand is not doing so hot. Fucking have a, have a rebuilding yeah. year. Just have a rebuilding Just year. Be like, because there's, there's no fucking way that's worth it to run them through the ringer and be like, you guys worked crunch all this time, yeah. and this product fucking sucks. Sucks so crunch harder to make it not suck. And, and But then just fucking back off. Just, like, give them a year. Credit to Anthem, I believe they have done that to a certain extent. Like, they, they released some content, and then they were working on a raid, and they, at some point, and this is me reading Kotaku stories, I don't play Anthem, so... Take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> this is third hand or second hand or whatever. But basically, they at some point said like, okay, we're going to postpone our raid and our post-launch like big DLC stuff to fix this game. Because people are really unhappy with its current state. And we're going to try and get that <laughs> fixed before we move on to trying to sell you more content. Which is admirable. The problem is like, it's, it goes back way farther than that. Like the game wasn't a like fully formed thing at all when it came out. And it's even... It's not worse than 76, because 76 is like a blatantly... Come on, dude. It is, is worse than 76. It's Come a on. blatantly early access game, yeah. but it is unique. There's nothing really else like Fallout 76, whereas uh, there's at least two other very big games in the Division and Destiny 2 that are exactly like Anthem. <sighs> and the idea that but they thought you, they could just come out and ignore those things, and they came out like weeks before the Division 2. So not only did they come out... Against another bigger competitor in Destiny 2, but they came out on the eve of another competitor who, let's, you know, credit where credit's due to Ubisoft, they know what they're fucking doing as far as, like, providing content for their games, having a solid, like, the thing they I, had a problem with in Division 1, which was endgame content, they absolutely fixed in Division 2. I was talking to you earlier before we started recording about how that game's, like, soulless and boring to me. Yes. But it is a well... Deliver, if you are into playing that game with a group of friends, it gave you a shit more to do with it. Shitload yes. more to do with it. They learned from the mistakes they made with Division Two and or Division One, and generally UB seems to be in the business of making the long fucking form Dude, game right. every time. Let me put it to you this way. And they're Ubi, good at it. Ubisoft <laughs> is so fucking good at it that I, I took the time yeah. against my data cap to reinstall and download fucking Ghost Recon Wildlands with all the DLC, which is like 70 fucking gigs. It's huge, yeah. It's a huge and I'm like, no, I I want to play this, and basically the DLCs, or the, they're not, they're not even DLCs because I didn't pay for them or whatever, Right. but the content they added was, one, a plug for Rainbow Six Siege, Yep. which when you think about it is fucking insane, but it's a, actually yep. pretty fucking cool. A plug for Splinter Cell. A plug for which we both played. Which was hilarious. kind of broke the mission, but whatever. Yep. It was entertaining. And then I'm honestly, I'm I'm playing the fucking game again to get the next game. I'm going to pre-order that fucking well, game, Well, and that's maybe, like which the, is last, terrible. the last DLC they did was introducing that John Barenthal character, right, which is the what, main antagonist right. in two. And so I, I was like, no. Fuck it. I will. They didn't even send me a newsletter. And that's like a great thing that they did 
talk about Bioware, Mass Effect 2 has DLC that the Leviathan, which is great and leads directly to Mass Effect 3. Like, right. It's a really cool, th- they cool clearly, thing you can do. But EA, for now, everything's a garbage fire. Yeah. Everything's a fucking uh, oil plant except fire. Except for our beloved Respawn Entertainment. Sorry. Do you think a single shareholder knew what the fuck? No. Or I mean, a single, so on, Apex yeah. was like a big hit. And that they didn't expect. And that's great for them. And then but, uh, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, like, they, they put out that trailer. I think we watched it. And it was like, okay. It looks oh, it's like, one of these. It looks like Uncharted. Cool. And then, you know, I, like I said, I heard them talk about it on Giant Bomb. And then you talked about it, too. Like, it's an open world. Like, you can go I was to like, planets. Yep, I guess I'll be it's playing Metroid, this And I'm thing. like, well, shit. I was already in the bag because it has the Respawn logo on it. But now I am actually, like... I was, it was just like, they don't make generic games. Like, this is so weird to watch. So I when watched I, that trailer and I was just like. I felt, I felt guilty texting you. I was <laughs> like, this is embarrassing. This is like the equivalent, I don't know. Because it's the like. The most basic shit. It's like, the biggest, it's EA and Star Wars. It's like the two biggest fucking things yeah, but, but in their But it looks like they're not going to, but, but with a good developer. No, all right. But with a great developer, exactly. Like I'm not going to say a great developer. I'm going to say a developer. I will with say a, that. I have played every one of Respawn's games and they are all phenomenal games. But I, I have not bore witness to te- uh uh what the fuck is it? Uh, Titanfall. Titanfall and 2. Apex. I have not borne witness to Titanfall 2. It's yeah. on my to-do list. Yes. This summer is fucking crazy. But Take a weekend. It's great. <laughs> yes, it is. It's actually an afternoon, honestly. I, I think you and I, it, you and I are like in the sense that like, hey, so do you want to follow this Jedi written for so-and-so and he's going to go on this adventure or do you want to follow the rebels? And I'm like, I'm like, show me the fucking rebel. Like, yeah, what yeah. We got? And so he's like a rogue Jedi. And like, I will always be drawn into that. And I guess I, it's a, I'm just a fucking sucker for I it. I might've picked this up somewhere, but he's like, he's one of the younglings that escaped. Right. The, the, the almost the, being killed by, almost being killed by Anakin. I'm like, somebody actually made something out of that scene, which is one of my, I, I, have many problems with the prequels, but one of the stupidest. <laughs> you want to make the podcast about that, Ben? Well, no, no. But okay. one of the stupidest fucking things in the prequels to me is the like Anakin going from is is the Emperor bad to I'm going to go kill all these children, and it's literally like a scene. I mean, this is what, what happened with Game of Thrones too, where it's just like, wait, how did we fucking ben, get here? But wouldn't it be wouldn't it be super funny if they had like a, a dumb code word for it? Yeah, right. Like oper- what is it? Operation Operation sixty six. No, it's the neighbor of the neighbor of the neighbor of the beast. <laughs> like it's so fucking on the nose. So, yes, immediately after I say three sentences about Order the prequels, 66. I remember that I hate so many things about them. But are we, are we just going to talk? No, no more prequels. We're not going to. We're not but, talking about the fucking So prequels. that's a weird thing because putting uh, up that idea that I really don't like a lot of that stuff, especially from uh, Revenge of the Sith. They made some but sweet, the idea sweet lemonade from that it, That they had this fucking, like, edgelord, like, oh, kill these kids. But they actually <laughs> did some, Somebody went along and went, like, oh, there's a story there. We could do something with that. Like, that's cool. I like that. Uh on the other hand, you have, there's a story there, let's put spider legs on Darth Maul, and that's wicked stupid, so it could go either way, uh, but, um... But, Met- but a Metroidvania with yeah. Jedi powers, Ben! And with wall running and respawns, like, best-in-class, like, character action, I think it really could be but, something. But the here's only the question. thing is it's third-person, which they've never done before, so that's a little will, new. The question is, will the suits but, fuck this up? Will um, will they add a fatal amount of cumin into the mix? I will think they... they are so gun-shy on loot boxes, especially at Electronic Arts these days. Uh, excuse me, they're not loot boxes. I'm sorry. Right? Surprise mechanics. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Excuse Noted. Me. Noted in the deposition. <laughs> it was like the... Uh, 
uh, I don't know if you watched John over this week, but he talked about Amazon and one of the wow, like, did I watch the that. corporate Holy videos shit. that represents Amazon's like <laughs> bullet points, and the last one is consumer obsession. Consumer obsession. <laughs> it's just a stick figure like loving an Amazon box. I. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe they show this to people who could have phones that could tape it and get it on the internet. What are they thinking? Hug this that. Is insane. Hug, ben, hug that fucking hug box. That fucking box. <laughs> oh man. Kiss, so kiss yeah, it's yeah, it's fucked up. So I I, I want to believe. That EA is, is more cognizant to how people are going to look at loot boxes in their games uh, going forward. And also, it's a single-player game. It probably will have a multiplayer component because Respawn makes multiplayer games primarily. Um, you know, Titanfall 2 has a campaign, but that's the only other single-player they had done. Apex and Titanfall 1 are both multiplayer only. And uh, the reason I played Titanfall 2 for probably over 100 hours is multiplayer. So it's it's that's like their thing so it would be odd to me if I, respawn didn't make a multiplayer mode for uh jedi fallen order but also uh they haven't shown it at all so that's like cool that they're so did you watch on. how much of the demo did you watch so i watched the initial demo they showed at ea play which was the kind of like man he sure is climbing on a lot of like climbable surfaces this is this is pretty boring is that, also is that the one he breaks in the atat and like minor thing i hate how he holds up his lightsaber before he shoots it out and his lightsaber arm has a shorter sleeve than his right ra- yeah this is semantics but yeah. it was immediately stuff that i was like i don't know who, and, who is writing this fucking thing so because i thought that the plot for titan ball 2 is like amazing right yes and the pacing is really good and that was internal uh but right, so, i i want to say some big motherfucker writer i want to say chris avalon's on it i was gonna ask you if it was chris I'm, avalon i was like that guy's writing for everything I'm i think it is certain i think it is, is on, yeah because so, he's writing dying like too so lawrence he's, fishburne makes a fucking appearance in that in the demo i watched well no no like, it was uh force whitaker no, so, oh yeah. my god wow he, I, so he's a if you did you see rogue one he's in that but yes. he has like a big breather mask he's a breather mask and he's like basically a side character yeah he's, and he I doesn't mean, have a cool grappling no and he doesn't get fragged at the end no he's one of the few that survives that's right the main cast does not survive rogue one but i'm pretty sure he does i'm so fucking pissed that fucking oscar isaac died no is it oscar isaac no No, not oscar isaac he's Um, still alive the guy who was uh, in that hbo oh whoa whoa whoa. who's also in girls riz ahmed riz ahmed yeah yeah. the night of yeah yeah um he does just like fuck this but then like now they're doing a prequel with fucking whatever yeah i I don't why are we talking about fucking star wars ben this pull, never ends well for this record, podcast. Pull the record. John, do you know the pre... No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, I love the Oblivion formula. Yes. <laughs> I don't like getting killed by a pheasant. Just wraps it all back in. And also, I did a mod that like tries to marry in some modern shit so it adds... Can you put pheasant. lightsabers in that game? Oh, fuck yeah. Probably, dude. right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Do you want to do Oblivion and spark up oh, a my God. lightsaber? Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Turns it sideways oh, and whatnot. Yeah. The Oblivion formula with junk... I mean... I, what what is Starfield going to be? A because I don't trust them to technically make it different than what they've like, been doing. Logically, it has spaceships in it and all sorts of other stuff, right? Dude, what the fuck are you talking? They cannot do ladders. Yeah, Ben. So how the fuck are <laughs> they going to still have trouble with ladders? You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying. But Todd Howard said that. I'm just saying. Like they can't do ladders in their fucking engine, and you're going to tell me they're going to do interplan? No. Yeah. No. I mean, I definitely. No. So we we said we weren't going to talk about E3 that much, but uh, <laughs> that was Great. one thing this year that was surprising to me is that Bethesda they had a decently strong lineup. I think um, they had Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. What else do you want? That, that new Wolf game Wolf looks game really looks good. Amazing. Um, that Tokyo Ghost Line game from Shinji Mikami seems really cool. What um, a great moment for me three. That all the gifts of her are amazing. Great. Well, and she's it's like spooky. she I can't remember her name cuz I'm a She's going to open the podcast. But week. she's a she's a designer, she's an art designer. She started on she was lead art on Bayonetta and Okami, two of my favorite 
like art art design games ever and she's been a protege she's been coming for a long time and basically she got this game uh and i think it like just the trailer looks cool it's very like that's a j-horror what is it, tokyo wire no. tokyo ghost wire ghost wire and people are basically like leftovering out of tokyo and you have to figure out why um that's uh, because Ke- uh because not kevin trudeau that's right uh kevin garvey <laughs> yeah kevin garvey has a giant dick that he puts in a machine on the the, the scanner <laughs> Wait, hold on yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded that's like. That's the dick slap. Um, God bless that. So yeah, like that, that that just looked really good, and they're bringing back Commander Keen, which is weird. What? And like, but it's like a phone game, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's still the idea of anyone nowadays saying like the words Commander Keen and we're gonna sell this is awesome to me. Um, so they had a good show. I'm assuming people aren't happy with that. Oh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like oh, it's like the Dungeon Keeper game that EA made. It's like oh, they're bringing back Dungeon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Hey guys, we're bringing back SimCity. You it's remember be great. Syndicate? Uh, it's a phone game. Oh, I thought uh, the first version was good. That hasn't wor- that hasn't happened yet. In fact, EA has been pretty all right with Syndicate. That, that Starbreeze yeah. game is really good, and they gave away the original for free on Origin. Yeah, um, which I went back and played, and it actually still holds up all right. Huh. Um, was that Satellite Up? What was the name of that like successor? That to one it? was not great. Satellite Uplink is that the one? Uh, I- I, was like, I bought it on God. Yeah, I played it for a while, and I was like, I want to like this because it's raining and there's neon. It's bad, dude. It's, it's, it's a shitty game. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, anyways. Uh, where was I going with this? Syndicate? Nah, I don't remember where I was going with this. But I think it's like Satellite Rain. Yes. R-E-I-G-N. Satellite Rain. That's what it was. Um, I'm not still not sure where I was going with that point, but... Um, Who the fuck is writing... For the Star Wars game, that's that's what got us off on this I'm tangent. I'm pretty sure it's Chris Avalon, which is good, generally speaking. I think he's a uh, you know Fall New Vegas is uh, the, the the kind of so his just, modern calling card that most people did would he, be like. Did he write on Dead or uh, Pillars of Eternity? Uh, yeah, I think so. He, so is he at Obsidian or is he at large? He's freelance basically. Like so, he wrote right. for Into the Breach. He wrote for uh, he's writing for Dying Light Two now. He's wrote doing, Alpha Protocol. He wrote Alpha Protocol. I think he was working Obsidian then. Uh, I think he left Obsidian after Alpha Protocol. And Before then, Sick of Truth and all that shit? Yes, he did not write. I don't think he wrote those. But um, he's been, you know, yeah, Pillars, I definitely think there was like a bullet point of he's writing this game. Um, he's also writing the next From game, which is fucking insane to me. Wait, he is? Uh, not Chris Avalon, I'm sorry. No. No. I was thinking of J.R. Token. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking well, of J.R. Token. George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. Uh, no, no I mean, what is he writing on? He's writing on something big. Yeah, he's uh, writing on Dying Light 2, which looks pretty cool that's like the big thing and then vampire masquerade he's not but i thought he was for a very long time uh he was on the the vampire people the why doing that yes it is yeah yeah um the um uh one of the e3 so giant bomb does night shows during e3 where they which are great developers and they're great and they had one where it was carrie ellison who is writing on vampire and she's a writer from Rock, Paper, Shotgun and other things. And you she said she did, wrote on Void Bastards? Void Bastards. She wrote a bunch of that. And she did a bunch of voice work for it, too. Um, but uh, she she was there. And, and Jeff's like, at Chris, he's like, are you writing Vampire? He's like, no, she is. I'm on this thing. But I know everybody thinks I'm writing on Vampire Masquerade because it just feels like something he Why would be involved with. Yeah, right? Like, it's, it's this old... Uh, golden era CRPG kind of thing. You'd think he'd be part and parcel for it. But I guess not. Either way, I'm... Uh, did you see the demo for Vampire 2? 
It looks really fucking good. Does like, it really? It really looks good. Re- I'm, gonna, I'm asking you completely incredulously. Like, the, like, really? And just the hub they showed, and maybe there's more, but it's like rainy Seattle night. It just looks fantastic Like from a like atmospheric perspective, which is what I... When I think of Vampire the First One, I do think of just rainy nighttime, walking around I talking to Santa weird Monica, people. Yeah. And they seem to immediately tune into that. And then on top of that, it just looks really good, and, and it has the kind of still Deus Ex... Like, you have your abilities, and you can either be... Uh, you know, manipulative through dialogue or you can sneak or you can brute force whatever like that was kind of huh. thing with the first one um, and I mean it's probably still using the white wolf rules or whatever but to me it looks like it feels like deus ex in some ways yeah. where it's like you have the paths but there's definitely stealth there's definitely yeah. and yeah. a lot of like just dialogue and it's very well written so I um, I don't know depending on how it might not be as big as like a real gigantic I, I don't think that would go with It yeah. might be closer to Mankind Divided, where it has a big hub and then right. stuff that spins off. But, but I would prefer that. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they can uh, make it tight and fun to play through. Just don't make um, me fucking shoot spiders in a sewer. I, like, that original the, game. The, yeah, th- that was the thing. Like, they showed some combat, and it looked pretty okay. Uh, pretty with good. Gunplay or no? Yeah, gunplay and stuff. And it was... It, it's the same <laughs> thing with Cyberpunk, where it's like, oh, yeah, there's bars going down, so it's a little bullet spongy, but... Yeah. It doesn't look terrible, and it doesn't sure. look as bad as the original did. So uh, I think that's an improvement. We'll see how the melee stuff works. I wonder how like some vampire shit like climbing on ceilings. Ben, and... does it blow your fucking mind that Vampire Masquerade runs basically in the same code that powers Apex Legend? Is that not fucking insane to you? It's pretty crazy. Right? I mean, you know, you would think if a certain company who made that certain engine had any <laughs> wherewithal, they might start licensing oh. that engine again. Is this the patented Ben kicks Valve in the stomach hour? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dude, yeah, what I, the fuck? What are what were they thinking with Artifact? They weren't. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> like so. That's the thing. Like, and they've switched to this um, the Dota Auto Chess thing, Underlord. What the fuck? What is happening? Like, they this is the saddest thing to watch Valve trace chase trends and like fail because the League One is way more popular. You fucking guys predicted Counter Strike. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> what are the fuck? you doing? Like that, their second place in all these things is wild to me because. And their last, you know, gigantic hit was Dota 2. Dota 2, John. That came out in the year of our uh, 2000. The original, I guess, the, the, the IP Valve, when people think of Valve, they yep. think of fucking Dota. They probably the do now. Warcraft 3. That's, don't say that, Ben. That means we're old. Give it five more years, and I guarantee no. you, it will be the def- their mascot will be not Gordon Freeman or a headcrab. It will be a goddamn Dota character that I don't even know. I couldn't name you one. I know, is Tidehunter one? He's the shark. Right? Yeah, there's the... There's Stitch. No, that's a regular Dota character. But they're all Shit. knockoffs of Warcraft 3 models. Exactly. That's how bad do those artists feel? The weirdest thing about Dota, and especially how it's sprawled off in all these little tributaries, is that those, all of, especially even in Dota 2, all of those are based off, well, not all of them, but the basic Fuck ones all of them, dude. are based off of just modified Warcraft 3 <laughs> character models. With like 12 polygons. Yeah. Like Arthas is like blocky. I Dude. It's so bizarre. God I mean, damn it. it is, you know, again, not to kick Valve too much, but you know. No, dude. It is a lot is of their. segment. Kick him in the stomach. It is what a lot doing? of their thing of like, that's cool. Let's buy it and incorporate it. Like, But also have, have AI run it. Yeah, and like, it should have been obvious maybe years ago when that was all that they did. When they just bought. Turtle Rock, or 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 took you know got the idea of Narbacular Drop and made it into a game. I will give them more credit for Portal because they built all the world and the writing around it. But that was largely Eric Walpaw. He doesn't fucking work there anymore. So no, he's back. Oh, that's right, he's back. I forgot he's about back. That. So, but what the fuck does that even mean? So what does far, that even mean, Ben? I don't know. Like, I don't. Know. Where do I have to go to get good Valve content? And Campo, Campo Santo games, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, I truly don't. Because Brad Muir's over there, which pisses me off. He's like, working. He was working on Artifact. Poor guy. 
Not anymore, LOL. Uh, that's the thing. Like, so that was a fun, <laughs> they, they talked about, that was another example of a developer going like, well, all right, we really fucked up. We're going to push off the paid stuff and we're going to really work on fixing it. And they're basically just burying under Dota Underlords now because they just want to forget about it. Which they should because they fucked up massively. Like, what the, were they thinking? The idea of a card game that you have to pay for every match you go into, like, how did they not see that not work? I, I just, the hubris there is insane to me. It reminds Is it, it hubris or is it just like. It, you know, it's people just are being, tied into the system. They love the trading cards. They'll love real ones, right? The, that are fake. The also. current Steam Summer Sale is the biggest fucking oh, shit show thing. I've fuck. ever fucking seen. And like, I literally did the tidying up sale because yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be really active in the, whatever the event is for Steam yeah, Summer Yeah, because they were like, oh, it's our big event. We're bringing like, that oh, back. Shit. So I did, all, I did all the events. And then I log in. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's boosts. There's coins. There's maximums. I think yeah. I'm earning points. You can only have certain amount. Oh, Dude. It's so bad. They I mean, are out. They are so out of touch. And it, what it really is is incentivizing because a lot more of the bonuses from this one are based on buying shit in the sale, which is like whatever. Like, which is just like they're trying to gain uh, the making you spend more money, and it's so bald faced. It's just like what the. F- you think I, I'm I, stupid? All I know like, is I'm on Team Corgi, all right? Yeah, me too, because everybody is. Everyone is. Because when we break the user base into selectable teams, yeah. that really yeah, fucking break, f- dude. Mm. Valve is just baffling, and they then really the, then they're mad that Epic's eating their lunch. It's like, well, and it's yeah, like, well, you, you guys, guys what the make... fuck are you doing? What planet are you on? Y'all don't make games anymore. Like, <laughs> shut up, Ben. Have another trading card. Yeah, right. Give me a trading like, card. What? It's like you know, I, I don't, I don't play Fortnite, but you know, Epic does have another yeah. revenue stream, and it's a weird thing that gets kind of lost in the thing of like, well, once Fortnite dries up, Epic will be fucking whatever again. It's like, no, dude, Unreal Engine's the only thing that still gets licensed. Like, Unity and Unreal are the only two licensed engines, really, that do anything anymore because everybody either makes their own engine, if they're a big company. Yeah, I heard Frostbite's really good, though. Or if they're an indie, they use one <laughs> of those, too. And that's... Or Game Maker or something else like that. But it's, it's like... if Ugh. And just, you know, the Epic is going about it in different ways. There's certain ways to... I mean, no, know. they're just using exclusives. Let's, no, let's and that's how they're applying... They're putting the horse before the cart in so far that their car... Their cart... There's no cart. They don't have a cart in their store yet. That's not even a feature they have. Zing. But more to the point, it, it, they are, you know, they're striking while the iron's hot, which I really can't blame them. Like, I don't, again, I don't love Fortnite, but I also don't think that matters. You, like, want, you want to talk about vertical integration. They're fucking killing right. it. Right. They, they have that, the engine. Yeah. Right. They have the engine. They can offer discounts they, because of the money they're making from this thing. Which is a crazy leverage over developers. Absolutely. And, like, it keeps happening. And, and oh, hi, by the way... We also have a fucking storefront. Yeah, you should. Show. And if if you just happen to be using a unit, maybe Unreal you'll Engine be pushed up to the top yeah, of that storefront. I, well, I, yeah. That's that's just wild speculation, obviously. But no, like, but it's is like, that so ridiculous? They're like, fairly transparent about that too. That these exclusivity deals give the. It seems like because there's a, a ton of developers still taking this stuff. Shenmue Three just also announced. <laughs> don't like, say, don't pick up Shenmue well, on this fucking like, podcast, man. Just the most recent <laughs> one, but this idea that fuck. These developers do this, and you know people lose their mind. Oh my god, I'm betrayed. My Kickstarter, whatever the fuck. And it's like, do you know how much fucking like how nerve wracking it is to make a game as an independent studio and not know when the money's going to run out? To have someone come to your door and go like, we will give you a huger cut. We'll give you a giant upfront uh, signing bonus. Just hang out with us for six months, and we will essentially finance this game. So if it doesn't sell one copy, you still come out the other end. That's fucking with wild. profit. And that's what they're doing, uh, largely. That's what I've largely inferred from a lot of developers talking about it and publishers who take it up. Um, and that's, that's a, a viable option, especially because games are, you know, we're in a spot where games are more expensive to make, harder to get seen. Uh, like, there's so many more impediments to getting your shit played and sold 
that the idea of someone coming along and going like, we'll take care of a lot of that up front. Yeah. And you can really just do your thing and we will promote it. Uh, and we will, uh, you know, we will foster it in some way. And all you need to do is just not go on Steam. And it's like, in some ways, I can see that as like, uh, it's underhanded maybe. But also, I think hey, Valve is underhanded in about 40 billion other different ways. So yeah. it's not even really a, some, it's an ethics argument it's, or whatever but, the fuck. But it's not even that, I, I don't think Valve is immoral. I think they are amoral. Yeah. I think if they could run they everything with care. a robot or an algorithm, they would. They it's, want the libertarian super future of it all just governs itself by the users because they're in the system. And yes, well, but that's a nightmare. That's like he's living a in a nightmare. But people think of that as a positive of that system. And I think that's like the greatest con they ever played is not only did they fill this whole store full of just stuff because they didn't want to they didn't want to deal with it, uh, the curating it at all they then went like well these dumbasses are on here all the time so let's give them really tag stuff make them think they're it's just so manipulative in a really bald-faced way but it's also like it makes the platform better in some ways and in ways that 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 you can look at it and be like, oh, it's cool that like this is tagged this way. But then if you take the extra step to think how it got there and realize that no one at Valve paid for that, that someone did that for free <sighs> for exposure. Um, don't, oh, my I'm just God. saying. No, that's you're what it right. Is. No, you're the, totally right. The, to become a like curator, curator that yeah, gets yeah, pushed yeah, to the top yeah, yeah, yeah. of that thing on their front page is like big exposure. So I, I think it says a lot about me that I, when you do this kind of thing, yeah. I'm not saying that Valve, I don't want Valve to not exist. Mm-mm. I want my God. I have so many games there. Please don't. I want my twenty-year badge. Or give me a couple months to back it all up. Ben, I thought the other day I was looking at my thing. and I'm like, I'm gonna get a twenty-year badge. Yeah. If they, if they, if we all still exist in however many years. Yes. When was Half Life Two? Two thousand four. Yeah. Two thousand. In twenty twenty-four. Like I, that's how close I am to getting my twenty-year badge. Yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. That's fucked up. It is really that we shouldn't up. even that worth even thinking along those lines, Ben. That's totally fucking dystopian and weird and terrible. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like we do need to have actors like this on like everyone these fucking reddit fights over like these smug posts to the steam thing is like yeah. epic wishes they were like it doesn't do you not that understand doesn't it doesn't matter no like it, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter do not die in a hill for valve no please don't because and that's they wouldn't felt. fucking care. they wouldn't dig your the first shovel full of your grave i'm I, I sorry wanted, like but. maybe i'm getting older so yeah. you know and like i'm maybe kids in the future so as a dad i'm just like don't ever no. Fucking die on a hill for a corporation. For a company. What are you doing? Yeah, no, and I it's would just be like, oh, I like this program. It's just bananas to me that that's all it takes to get <laughs> customer loyalty up the nines. It's like, well, it's easy to use. It's like, it is, but also, I mean, if you are ignoring the fact that Valve has stagnated that platform until they've been forced to change it, you know, like the only time they upgraded their chat from this old ass fucking thing, <laughs> remember they, this fucking remember? aim looking thing they used to have is because Discord ah. had a game store. So they're like, shit, we better fucking make our shit look like Discord. It looks exactly like Discord now. I know. Um, it's just, it's, it's a whole separate app, basically. Pretty I much, mean, yeah. Effectively, it is. And when you click on someone, it pops out the window Discord style. You can make groups and channels, everything. Like, it's it, also, you can't do all the stuff you can do in Discord, like make different rooms for people and yada yada. But it yeah. is like clearly they reacted to something. And so, but you don't want to be in that position. Like in capitalism, you don't want to be always be on the defensive. No, and but there they are. They are fucking Xerox, and they have and then- enjoyed nearly a decade of just sitting there with no one, uh, no one, no competition whatsoever. So you know, I, I definitely was one. Of, even before any of these competitors exist, I was complaining about the fact that it's still a fucking web page that doesn't load half the time for the store. I love when you click like, your fucking inventory and it says so and so's inventory is private. I'm like motherfucker, it's me. It's me. <laughs> 
Yeah. What software are you? What are you doing? When Steam asked me my age on viewing a trailer when uh. I've been using this program for goddamn fifteen fucking years. I told you nineteen oh one. You know how old I am, you <laughs> assholes. You have my fucking credit card. I've been buying games for you for ten plus years. Like, how is this still a thing that happens? But see, I again against my will. Yeah. I I kind of we need these weird fucking it, it is the chernobyl problem yeah of i hate 8chan and 4chan mm-hmm. but some of the most effective memes and the funniest memes that come out of there <laughs> come out of there but if you look directly at it you just melt yeah right so it needs to be contained it you needs... need to wait for it to disseminate out right but it i i whatever if there's a place that all these shitbags go to to post yeah fine they're in their own quarantine zone and we benefit a little bit from it because of the culture drip down mm-hmm. in the same way it's like valve you wanted to be a crazy desk on wheels organization, this fucking weird anarchist libertarian thing. Yeah. Not everyone wants that ride. No. And more to the right. point, like, it's incongruous with, uh, like, a storefront. <laughs> like, running, like, because if you could ever imagine Valve as a store, it makes no sense. Like, if you, if you ever imagine, like, well, you know, the hentai rape games are in this <laughs> aisle, but don't worry, we tagged them, so you don't have to look at them. Yeah, wait, so Valve, who tagged them? Uh, the people who love hentai rape games, of course, are experts in <laughs> right. this, in this exactly. panel we've assembled. Like it's exactly it's a broad generalization. Would but, you would you say Valve is just straight up Amazon in terms of like, oh hey, yeah, hey, like, this algorithm is going to eliminate your job. Are you cool with that? You're it's cool like, with ah, well, yeah, too bad. And more you to the point, the like the way that, uh, that that Amazon works, where it's like you search for something, you get 500 results. Some of them come from somewhere. Some of them are out of stock. Some of them are like, I was, I was shopping for litter boxes the other day oh my God. and I ran across one of the litter boxes that had a subscription attached to it Yeah, because the algorithm was like, well, people <laughs> buy enough of these, so we should make it so they can subscribe to the litter yeah, box. And I'm like, go. this is the algorithm at work. Like no human looked at this and went like, yeah, they need this. They it just popped out of their thing because they don't they cannot manage all the listings on their thing. They will sell pretty much anything from any small business at this point. That probably is changing at some point soon. But uh, moreover, it's just like, it just throw as much shit and then let the user sort it out. Like user reviews will make it so the algorithm puts stuff where it should be. Um, and it is like, it's insidious because it is just free labor that is just like, oh, I get people to read my review. That's, a, again... Exposure. And instead, Amazon's like, well, that's how we decide where stuff shows up on a search is by the user reviews. But we didn't do any of that work. They did it for us. Those dumbasses. It, it's... They bought shit from us, and then they wrote a review that, to help our algorithm work better. <sighs> it's amazing. Like, it's horrible, but it's, like, ingenious <laughs> in a lot of ways. That's the thing is, I don't know. And so, you, so you have that option of, like, do we try to take hold of this and curate this thing that we've created... Or do we just open the money gates and turn it over to the robots, all. Ben? We'll take it as it comes. You know, maybe we'll get Give some it. fucking rape day games that come along, but oh we'll deal with God. it. God, we'll deal with it, and it'll be fine. It's better than having to deal with having to curate Steam Greenlight. That's basically what they said. Because <laughs> who the fuck wants to be in that cesspool? Oh God, who who could handle it? Like it, know, as, it as had a, its problems for sure, but the idea of just like, well, the solution to Users voting on games is let's just let everything through as long as you have a hundred bucks. It's just, it's so fucking bullshit. So, so I, I've been getting into like, and I don't know if this says more about me as like a person, obviously, but like getting into like anti-scamming videos, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've ever seen. I can't say that I have. All right. So you know those ads that are like, you're infected, click here. Right. There are people on YouTube that will just do it. To see what happens? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, they're not dum-dums. Like no, the, no, no. I mean, you can spot those things from a mile away if you so know So, one, one guy I followed basically almost got he, got... he did. He got recruited into a check scam operation run mm-hmm. from Nigeria. 
using all like you know VoIP dialers and like and this all sounds great. Yeah. It's a nightmare in mm-hmm. that with so much technology at our fingertips, there's going to be the guy who's selling snake oil. Right. And that's just capitalism, baby. That's, that's just how like, it works. That's how it works. There's some schmo and he's like... And the idea of the free market is yes. that the schmo sells crap and no one buys it, so the schmo goes away. Okay, right. But then let's turn the tables a little bit. We do care about the people who think they're working for a payroll company. Right. But in reality, their IP address can be traced back to like Lagos and Nigeria and like... <laughs> We're talking about running like literally a cell of Americans. If this guy wanted to be a fucking spy master, he could have been because he was running <laughs> literally a cell of Americans, C C E L L, like American style, of people who just don't know any better. They'll do whatever you text them to do. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the technology we need for it. Don't worry about here's it. Here's a fake mustache. <laughs> Go meet with these Afghanistan. I nationals. mean, he was three degrees from that. <laughs> that is the level of valve that I'm just like. That's evil. Yeah. And, and, it, and Amazon it's, it's and Amazon. willfully manipulative, obviously. Like, and it's a part. But is it? It's like putting a water wheel in a river. Right. I know the river is just going to do what it's, it's going to do. do. What it's going to do. The river either is going to roll yeah. over my fucking wheel, or it's and not. The users love user reviews. The users love Why? the idea. They're all fucking garbage. Exactly. They're just Russians mad about. It's do you remember? A, it's such an amazing con because it's like we don't want to do this. You want to do this. But there's a way we can do this that makes you feel good yeah. and makes us money. And God. they figured it's it's kind of I mean, no, is, I can't say I respect it, but it's fascinating. <laughs> like it's fascinating to you see draw it the line pop up multiple times. Uh, you know, I, I, Valve is a good example, especially with the way that they run their store uh, curation. But uh, I do think Amazon is a similar thing where it's just like instead of mitigating the amount of shit, they just let all the shit out and then said, "Well, the shit will filter out. People won't buy the shit." And they'll get the bad reviews. Because that worked so well for Twitter. Exactly. And Nazis. Like, like I don't like, know that it. there's any actual real-world example of that ethos working. But again, it works on that techno-libertarian oh, thing of God, like, dude. we can just imagine a world where everybody takes care of everything. And we can do it for free. The Did part you- where we can do it for free is not libertarian. But it is insidiously part of a corporation where they're like, hey, what if we didn't have to pay a moderation team? What if... We just had people flag it for But us. that doesn't work. Did you see the no. fucking interview with the... the but it, the, it, it, it is enough to put out a PR statement that says, we're putting the power in the hands of the users. Like, it is a manipulable uh, message that they can send out that makes it seem sure. like they give a shit. So did you did you see the Facebook contractor interviews? Uh, no. For no. Pe- the fucking moderators? The content moderators? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've read stuff and I've read interviews with people like that, but I don't think I've seen... It's basically this guy in the, basically the way it's not Facebook... Because, mm-hmm. of course, it isn't. Just like in the same way, Amazon delivery isn't... They don't have a bunch of trucks. <laughs> right. I legally can't say that, so I'm not saying right. it. <laughs> so, they, Facebook contracts out their moderation work to fucking people, and they tell them, oh, you're going to stop, like, chat. Wait. I'm sorry. I knew that they contracted it out, but I didn't know they were still doing that. Because it was, like, day. four or five years ago that I was reading that. It was like, we're going to bring it all in-house. We're trying to hire up. That was Zuckerberg's thing when he was talking to Congress. He's like, oh, we're really working on it. Now, this is, like, this This article went up, I'm like, not a shocked. month ago. I'm not shocked. Anyway, so still. it's subcontracted out, whatever. How the fuck they're doing it? Yeah. Um. So the, the way they fucking get people in is, like, you, you want to stop fucking animals yeah, from being hurt. You, and you want to stop child yeah. brides. It's the same as the fucking, like, the Sarah McLaughlin cat video. You know, the, you can donate to this thing, and we'll show you the saddest possible thing. Just to be like, right. I have to do something. But but just like, yeah, as a human being, if you just ask me those questions in a vacuum, I'd be like, of course I don't want to see animals yeah. hurt. And of course I don't want to see child brides. Yeah. You can stop it. If you work for $12 an hour at this call center. Yep. I mean, it, they don't call it a call center. It's different because you're in front of a monitor. And you have a quota. And yep. Basically, a lot, a lot of people do this horrible job. Some guy saw an iguana just get like 
these teenagers in Brazil picked up an iguana and started using it like a baseball bat against things, and it mm-hmm. died a horrible death. Of course. And he has PTSD from it, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Some woman has also has PTSD. She watched a baby get choked. Yeah, well, that was like a, the stories I read from like YouTube comment moderation is like the turnover rate is like four months because people yeah, why, can't why would stand you, right. it for that long. Picture a call center, but you're it's like, okay, so you like looking at our space dicks, right? You like looking at the 4chan gore board, right? Right. Okay, so get in here. Yeah. For $12 a fucking hour. And I hope you don't count on a 30-minute lunch break. Like, just crazy shit. And that's the thing of, like, these people exist. Yeah. Like, lower, whatever. Not even lower. Just well, people in different set. Like, for people who are like, I guess I could work at the Subway or Amazon. Right. Well, and... and like, and right? Like... I should... There, the, there are people that can deal with that amount of content, and it doesn't phase them as much ma- as it would. Dude, maybe one in a thousand. Are that you those people exist is good in some way, because we need that. I mean, I always say that about, like... You know, people who perform surgeries and read medical, like the things that I like look at and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't deal with this guy's like, <laughs> yeah. skin stretching around his muscles because uh, he has a fucking horrible poison or something. Like, I can't even look at it. Right. But there's people that are like, I don't mind it. And I find it fascinating. And I'm like, thank goodness, because you can help fix people who do but, that. But that's like one of the thousand. That's more. That's but yeah. Like and that's the- different than, I mean, that's like medical. That's a different thing. Than this is just hey, looking at fucked up shit. In this, I mean, if we're really getting into it, this is Valve is tapping into the same thing as Amazon as, hey. Malls no longer exist, <laughs> yeah. so you can't get a fun summer job at the mall. Mm-hmm. Straight, hashtag Stranger Things also, 2. Also, we are... Uh, yeah. Uh, or Stranger Things 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But we are we are also chipping away at any vestige of that industry that yeah. still exists. Um, <laughs> unless there is a Walmart super distribution center in your fucking yeah. town. You're never going to see anything You're never like going to really get a paycheck, so why don't you just fucking come over and do this fucking menial shit? Walk, walk 15 miles a day. <laughs> yeah, it, well, no, it was more than that. One guy did like 21, yeah, which is 21, fucking yeah. insane. Or something. Yeah. But, like, it's the thing. They, they simultaneously... If you want to talk about the vertical, yeah. as epic as, hey, what if we have a game engine? Hey, what if we have a store that sells our games to game engine? Mm-hmm. And then, whatever. Yeah, and it, right? it just, like, it keeps stacking on itself to be like, well, this seems reasonable. And the more you look back on it, you're like, no, right. so this isn't. <laughs> Amazon killed Borders, mm-hmm. effectively. They oh, yeah. killed Borders. And then what, if, def- all those, yeah, what they- if all those Borders employees then worked yeah. on content moderation? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. fucking insane. It's, it's uh, like whatever. this the shrinking, it's this horrible paradigm of a shrinking amount of need for human jobs and an increased amount of unemployed people. And like, I, you know, I don't do. even know that it's specific to the, uh, the retail industry, but it's certainly the one that seems to be feeling the squeeze and redistribution more. I mean, it's, it's unskilled labor. Yeah. It, in general, it is unskilled labor, right? Yeah. Or Which is fucked up. Yeah, and it, but it's something that you can prey upon the desperation of the parties you're dealing with. You can say, like, we'll pay you a little bit more than minimum wage, and but you've got to hit this quota, you can't take lunch breaks, yada, yada, and people, what's better than what I had, so... Here we go, um, but don't, don't don't fucking unionize. Don't the biggest problem unionize. is like you look down the road ten years, like how is this sustainable? It's not, <laughs> and it'll just be replaced by automated labor at some point in the near future. Also, and then we have this huge other problem. Um, oh my god, Ben, are we gonna be replaced by fucking? Yeah, I mean, I I, I like, won't because I'm a creative. I think librarians will be okay for a little while, but. Honestly, Ben, we have a we have a sorry to tell you we have the Ben two thousand the library bot ten thousand beep boop beep boop beep. Would you like Order. to print this thing? <laughs> I can help you put a Google Map on one page. Oh no! Oh no! It's the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> I mean, that or you go into healthcare for all the aging boomers. Exactly. That's my Yo, you, that's you, my next step to jump. You to. wanted to wipe the ass of the people that ruined our economy, right? Oh, believe me. You wanted literally, literally. I got student loan debts, kid. I'll do it all. Not, not if Bernie has to say. Nah, that's right. He'll He's fix just it gonna. All. Yep. 
Fix it all. You're going to sign that tariff on student loans? Or? Yep. And we're all going to just money will shoot out of our uh, computer like disk slots. I, think. <laughs> I believe <laughs> yeah. that's what yeah, I was okay. promised. That's what I was promised. God, <laughs> Ben. We just run so all off right, the we need, to, we need to pull it back towards uh, video games, I think. Um, but yeah, so Valve. Man, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you think Brad Mirror paid off his student loan debts? I hope so. I hope he did. I hope he's that doing Valve good. Money. I like that guy a lot. Do you think his desk's on wheels? Uh, it's a standing desk that he just carts around and drives. I would imagine. Do you think he still wears? <laughs> do you think he still wears? Yeah, I can't shells? even say like fucking Double Fine sold to Microsoft. So like, like there's no. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, it's interesting to me. On the one hand, I am happy because it means I get Psychonauts too, and I'm very excited about that. I love Psychonauts but, I bet, so much. But did it hurt you when Jeff Gersman was like, I, "I just don't feel anything," and I was like, "What are you talking?" No, Jeff hates most things. I don't yeah, care that's about like, that. Yeah, but that makes me respect him more. Yeah, but the fact that he doesn't like Psychonauts tells me he's dead inside. So anyways, the point is... <laughs> Can you blame him? All right, I'm sorry. No, I can't. Like, that game is... He's like, dead on the inside. It's one dude. of my favorite games of all time. Jeff just, Gersman suffered so you can live. And the thing about Jeff Gersman, love him to death. He's one of my favorite people to listen to, but he doesn't like most games. He's played games for, like, he's 40 jaded, plus dude. years. You leave Jeff And, like, if he likes a game, it's the thing where you go, oh, shit, Jeff actually likes it. That sounds great. But I don't expect him to like most games. And the fact that he doesn't like most of the games I like doesn't really bother me that much. But at least he just calls it like he sees it. Yeah, he's exactly. Like, like, nope, like he's, he's not hedging or trying to play to an audience. That's what I really like about him. But uh, Did he, part of you, were part of you excited for, like, this is where... You but he's I, also, he also doesn't strike me as a person that gets really brought into the atmosphere of games. Like, he's a gameplay person. And he's he, like, it plays you, well, all right, looks You and good. Jeff Gersman are the only reason I fucking got Wildlands. And then yeah. I turned out to love that fucking yeah, game. Yeah, and that was like... like his, his eye for, like, loops and shit, yeah. whether he knows it or not, academically, intuitively, he knows what a good yeah. game is. Like, that guy... I, I, and that's the part of listening to and reading his shit for over a decade plus at this point, uh, that... I know exactly, you know, I know exactly where he's coming from. And it's like, if, if, if it turns out that he likes it, then it's a huge recommend. It's a big deal. But I never expect it. And, and the thing with Psychonauts is like, I think he's objectively wrong. I think that game's incredibly, <laughs> oh my God. I think that game's incredibly funny. I think it's incredibly creative. Oh, well I written. think it's incredibly, like, unique. Still, if you play Psychonauts today, you will not find another game that is written or plays like that. Outside of maybe uh, Broken Age, which is in some ways in the same wheelhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. but even in Double Fine games. Um, but that so the fact that they're making a sequel to one of my favorite games of all time that I thought it wasn't going to come out because Starbreeze was like a fucking tax shelter apparently. Um, it's not fucked up. It's crazy. Sorry, the, not surprising right. but crazy. Um, but you personally felt good. You were like, I, I, I'm thank happy God. I get to play this game. I'm really okay. excited. But, yeah, but also. One of the most interesting independent, mid-tier-ish, like high-end independent kind of, you know, we always talk about the fact that there's EAs and there's indies, but there's no Ravens. There's no Grey Matters. There's no middle. And Double Fine was on the edge. I felt like they had enough clout that they could make higher budget indies, um, but they never had... Did they publish their own shit for a while? For a long time, they did. Uh, well, no, they they usually found publishers for like Stacked and like those little games they did, Custom Quest and whatever... But that was like their profitability. Like it was not profitable for them to make the mid tier game because the mid tier game didn't exist. That's right. what Psychonauts was. That's what Broken. A- uh, uh, what's the metal game with Jack Black that I love that I can't remember the name of? Uh, oh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. Yes, yeah. that's another game that's like was too big for them to afford, but was also not popular enough for them to sell. So like it yeah. landed in this weird middle ground where it was not. It was big. Too big to be an indie big-ish, game. Big-ish, but not But not big enough to compete with an Oblivion or, or another big open-world adventure game. It was very model on Zelda more than anything. But 
after that, they went to small games because small games you could do in less than a, you know less than two years time of development. You could get them out. They could make money and they could just keep going on. That. Uh-huh. Um, and then they got you know funding enough to make Psychonauts two, and it felt like they had a publisher, and it was like oh they're getting back into kind of the mid tier big thing, and then that all went shit. And now they're <laughs> now they're Microsoft owned, which in some ways is really exciting because it gives them a huge amount of cushion. On the other hand, it's a giant, massive super corporation. Like so, God. but but I think you and I, you and I, are you distinct. think EA or Ubisoft? Like, look at Microsoft, and then you have to remove it from. You have to look at Microsoft as a whole company. It's different. It's different. It's different because Microsoft is so. Fucking... But just the amount of capital they have—that's more than what yes, I mean. Yes, okay, the, for sure. Cloud for sure. and whatever. But in terms of Microsoft, like being like, what the fuck has Lionhead Studios done? Yeah, and they're just—they still exist. They haven't had massive layoffs. Correct, but they exist. Yep. That is different from EA that's like, oh, you, you didn't... Uh, mm, hey, does Mirror yeah. Edge 3 even need to happen? No? Okay, then oh, get God. the fuck out. No, can like, you go make more engines? That's what they say to the dice. And a Battlefield uh, every couple of years, please. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that is the thing, is that Microsoft is... I don't think they're as bad as EA in terms of like, oh, you didn't... Oh, you didn't make that? All right, you're done. No, and Microsoft is on their back foot right now because they are a distant third place in the console race. And so <laughs> I, can't believe you you both, I can't believe you both have switches, by the way. Well, yeah, and then what I the fuck? Love my switch, um, as do I. And I also love the fact that I can play uh, Xbox games on my PC. Like the fact that I can yep. play Forza Four, I love that fucking game. And the fact that I can play it on Forza Horizon Four on my PC, and I don't ever have to think about owning an Xbox. And they brought Game Pass over and all this other stuff. Like it's really cool what they're doing when they're on their back foot. And um. To that end, I think Phil Spencer is a pretty great like head of that program because he seems to get it. He seems to get how Microsoft is perceived in a way that most PR people just ignore. He w- he was definitely on Giant Bomb, right? Oh yeah, he's on he's on every year. Him and, uh, and Jeff just have a one on one, which is fucking wild. That's how much clout Jeff Gersman has. Well, Holy it's shit. more. It also just shows that Phil's not afraid to actually just talk with somebody who's going to give him real shit, and and Jeff does, and he answers it well enough. I mean, it is definitely yeah, but, still but Jeff is still kid gloves a little bit. To, like let's be true, real. and also he's answering with a PR person in the room, so he can't say things. But like he I feel so bad. It feels he's the only corporate like head of company person who feels like he actually has picked up a controller in the last five years. What about what the so, fuck is what about what's the face with Sony? Uh, well, there was no one at Sony this year, so who knows? Kasserai seems like not Kasserai guy. Um, oh, you mean Jack Trenton? No, not no. Jack Trenton, the fucking guy who helped the architect. Oh, Cerny, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cerny's like, definitely. Come on, come on, come on. They only bring out Cerny for console launches, which probably means he'll be around <laughs> later this year. When what do you think announce. Cerny does with ninety-five percent of his time? He's making math. I don't Hell know. Yeah. Making Mac three. Who knows? Wait, is he still at Sony? He is, right? Yeah, he's designer. Yeah. I mean, he's the lead architect on the five of the PlayStation. Whatever which, the fuck are, it's called next. But, but I'm just going to point out that like the the answer to Every console problem was, I ah, just make it into a PC. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it. I'm just saying. Well, everyone develops on PCs, so I don't know how we didn't Fucking... get here quicker, honestly. So I read... I mean, it's a Japanese thing of... For, for Sony, at least, it was a Japanese thing of, like, this is our walled architecture, our garden. Yeah, well, no, that's... All right, so... And that only worked up to PS3 and then... Went out the window. So one of my summer goals... Mm-hmm. I'm going to tie this up. So I'm going to do this fucking dumb segment... One of my goals for the summer is to read a really in-depth analysis. It's called The Black Book of Doom 3D. Okay. It is a guy who interviewed John Carmack and all the major system architects about, like, let, he. this guy has diagrams of the fucking uh, Pentium X386. By the way, did you hear that USA optioned the Masters of Doom pilot? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be the Mr. Robot guy? I don't know. What the but USA like, in the fucking mix. But more to over, <laughs> like, they're making a... <laughs> 
a show out of Masters of Doom. That's, That's a like, great book. Did you ever read that book? It's a great book. Yeah. It's an excellent book. And 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 immediately I was like, well, Hall and Cutfire covered a lot of that with their mm-hmm. fake game company in some ways. But Masters of Doom is different. Yeah. Master Doom is about like John Romero's ego and John yeah. Carmack's like science. And then immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the idea that I'll see a TV program about Doom or about id software in the 90s is just wild. It's crazy. Do, it's nuts. Do you, how, how do you think I felt when I thought that, wow, Fallout 2 was in 1999? That means that Fallout has been a primarily 3D <laughs> fucking series yep. for longer than it was there a 2D series. There are more 3D entries in that series now than there are 2D series. What the fuck? If you, even if what you include, even if you include Brotherhood of Steel and Tactics, that's four games to the four. Tactics had Arlie Ermy in it. I'm just going to point that out. Tactics isn't bad. Tactics is basically like, what if we just took the battle system and made that a game? Eh, it's cheap. Let's do it. That's fine. That's fine. But um, yeah, there are more because there's Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Four, and Fallout Seventy Six, and not counting expansions. <laughs> it hurts to see even yeah. think that. Fucking weird, right? Anyway, anyways, um, well, whatever. We'll be playing. We'll be just streaming all our games. Anyway oh yeah, in like to two our years. Stadia phones or whatever. I was playing Fallout Four downstairs, and like I was streaming it off my beloved desktop computer, and I was yep. like, I can't tell. It's fine. Yeah. I could tell the. I know locally. I it's, know it's pretty seamless. But when I tried it at work, no way with Mm-mm. an eleven megabit upload. No. No, I mean the Stadia thing. They already kind of walked that back to be something pretty unappealing, and the fact that you have to pay for a subscription to Stadia and then buy the games individually is like. Like, if they didn't go in with a Netflix, like, why fucking... Because, like, the idea of, like, people are used to the idea of streaming. If you come in and introduce it and go, like, hey, it's streaming. It's, like, uh, comes over the internet, like the Netflix. And, like, oh, cool, do I just subscribe? Like, no, you have to buy every game. Like, you imagine that, like, Netflix getting, like, you have to buy every movie you watch. It's like, no, that's never going to well, work. Well, no, no. Who so, would do that? So they, they announced later, like, so the early adopters package is one thing. Right. And, and, and they don't have... It's this weird, like, staggered thing they're doing. It's I weird. think that's a bigger... It's not... That's a Google thing of, like, mm, mm, just sitting their toe out over and over yeah. and over again. But, like, let's be real. Like, they have the capital to be like, yeah, fuck it. Like, that's we're going to fucking... That's we're going really to just see. We're just, we can do whatever we want. And I still maintain that if anyone has the backbone to make that thing actually work lag-free... Infrastructure-wise, it's going to be Google. It's them. Um, who, who else can go to Comcast and be like, shut the fuck yeah, you. Listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, who else can do that? Yeah. Um, that's crazy to me. Yeah. But I, you, do, I do think their rollout is tepid in a way that I didn't expect. Considering but, how but strong it, they came with their first announcement. Like, we got developers. We got studios. Yeah. Jay Raymond's here. Everybody's here. <laughs> Phil Harrison's here. Everybody's here. And then they come out and that's the price. They're like, well, here's a founder pack. You only use it on a... HD Chromecast and it's $15 a month and you have to buy every game yeah. and there's some free ones but we won't tell you how many or what they are or if they cycle out like the Switch online or if they're like a PlayStation 4 thing where you own them forever as long as you've got like, it's just so like tepid compared to what but, they but I think expectations with. are so low that it's like yeah I mean I'm not the person for that thing I like to own shit still so I, like to, I, I was I, I'm immediately off the wagon when it was like you don't own any game ever again. It's like, I mean, I know I kind of tangentially own games now, but at least I can fuck with them. <laughs> so when I was installing the mods for Oblivion, I was like, I know exactly where this fucking data folder is. I know exactly yep. where the Oblivion.exe is. And, and if the Oblivion I take monitor. it on a USB drive, I can go to the woods and play Oblivion by myself. Yeah, and you can. <laughs> and that's the thing. Is like, I like to know where all my fucking files yep. are. They're on my shit. Like, we are... But, but you know what, Ben? We're most from most a, people don't care. Give a we shit. We are from a generation of people who grew up building computers, so we like tinkering with shit. And and I'm not saying that people don't build computers anymore, but like 
the whole idea of Stadia is don't even have a box anywhere in no, your house. No, dude, you have a controller, dude. Yeah, don't so worry like about that, it. the the people they are aiming at for that are not us. I think like no, with but, a and I, I recognize that it's the yeah. same thing of like, well, all car reviewers like a manual transmission. Well, guess what, motherfucker, in America, they don't build manual transmissions anymore. Idiots. I mean, yes. I but, say this is a person who begrudgingly drives an automatic transmission all the time. I yeah. Like it. But you have no problems with it. I it's mean, it's fine. It's just fucking boring. That's all. It's not engaging. <laughs> yeah. And you and I are definitely on like, we, I need to know that yeah. this timer and cult, we didn't get to talk about cult simulator. No. Oh, yeah. Well, all. yeah, we could maybe wrap it up with actual video games, <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, we got we 10 minutes ish. Okay. Um, just wipe, just wipe all the politics out. Yep. Clear your mind. Don't worry about any Clear of that shit. Board. Don't worry about people being exploited at Amazon Start warehouses. Dreaming about Amazon warehouses with the lore <laughs> of uh, Bezos's yacht. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even going to donate the money. He's, he's going go to fucking. Space. He's going to go to space. What ben. a tool! Oh my god! <laughs> and this is a as a person who loves space. Trust me. Yeah, same. I literally we're both looking at a Saturn. We we're looking rocket. at a Saturn rocket. I mean, you can listen to me espouse about outer worlds. <laughs> Uh, like a biblical thing that happened to me. Ben, I think you mean Outer Wilds. Outer oh, wow. wait. Oh, Jesus, you're right. Oh, fuck, I did it. Um, wait, no, what are we talking about? Outer Wilds or Outer, outer Wilds? Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds. The the is key. That was, that's, that's what separates them. That's obsidian, um, right? But that game, like, enraptured me. It's actually, honestly, so I was talking about how I was jumping around games and stuff. It's that weird Dark Souls effect of, like, after you get done with something that hits you that hard... You really can't find it from other things. Oh my god, dude! And it takes a while to get back in the yeah. swing of like, oh, this is just how normal games are, and it's fine. But it's like I, I, f- I felt like I passed high school when I beat Sekiro. I was like, okay, <laughs> finally, I can graduate with okay. my friends. I can I'm walk, get my own apartment. Yeah, and I'm gonna not let any I centipedes s- near it. <laughs> or, or do you? Want Sidebar: to- uh, I watched the original Man in Black, Man in Black, for the first time, probably. Since it came Why out? would you do that? It's a fucking great movie. It is, I mean, yes, a, absolutely. If you ever want a spiritual successor to Ghostbusters, that's the it's movie. It's about a black. That's the movie. That's the fucking And they don't movie. have any of the female baggage. Oh, it's so good. Ah, oh, man. But so Vincent D'Onofrio's character in that movie, he's got a big cockroach inside him. That performance, the way he moves, everything about it is what Sekiro The is. weird S thing. Yeah, the way he gets up like this and he like hangs like he's not holding himself. Oh, well, because so his human form is rotting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. It's, it's I mean, excellent. A, amazing performance from Vincent D'Onofrio. B, amazing makeup effects. Because they still hold up. Like, the CGI of the roach does not hold up. No, but... but the body, like, slopping over the movie It reminded me stuff. of the Necromorphs from Dead Space. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's so I good. S- oh, but shit. when we were talking about Sekiro a couple weeks ago, I couldn't think of what it was. And when I watched that movie, I was like, fuck, that's it. That's where they movie. got that from. The noisy cricket, man. Man. Tommy Lee like, Jones fucking on his shit. Such it, a good they're movie. like, hey, Tommy Lee Jones, do you want to do The Fugitive but Aliens? And he was like, yes. sure, son. Yes. Oh, man. Everything about that movie rules. Uh, it's too bad. Every other movie in that franchise is pretty not great. But um, anyway. <laughs> yes, <so much. laughs> I got so off track. I got so again. Cultist Simulator. Yeah, it's that, Cultist Simulator, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And that was Just me saying me. Outer Wilds was like, it, it was so good that it made the shine roll off of other things. And that was my well, experience that- with both... Uh, Division 2, where I looked at it, was just like, ah. I feel kind of queasy. Like, there's so much shit here, but it's so much just repeatable content. When, when you're playing a game like that, and you're like, is this making me a better person? And you're like, no, no it's, it's the, not. It's this weird bloat you feel like yeah. after you eat too much McDonald's or something. It's just yes. like, no, I shouldn't have done that much. And so I had a similar experience <laughs> with, um, I'll just do it real quick. But Call of Duty do it. 4, do it. Uh, Black Ops 4, I got free 
or I got an Humble Bundle subscription that okay. I let lapse, which is also how I got Cultist Simulator. Okay. So that's how these are con- right. connected. But so I, I remember texting you. I was like, I went through my Humble Keys, and I actually have a Cultist Simulator yeah, for like crazy. ever. So that's embarrassing. But then I also own Black Ops 4, and I was like, well, shit, I haven't played Call of Duty game in a long time. Let's install this thing. Wow. And it has largely been a nightmare. Like, it's it, it plays fine. Yeah, I was going to have a nightmare and like technically or just the game. But the game, I haven't played Call of Duty in such a long time that it, coming back to that and it still fundamentally feels familiar in that you run so everywhere. are you, you crawling know. through Chernobyl or no? No, 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 no. So that's the thing that, really? that became kind of perverse is that so I started playing, it's multiplayer only pretty much. And there's, right. there's Blackout, which is their Battle Royale mode. And then there's their... their Isn't it like Shock Twist or anything? And then there's like their regular Team Deathmatch. Sure. Death, whatever. But those all use like class-based kind of Overwatchy characters, um, which is cool. It's fine. Um, they're fun and it's fast and it feels snappy like Call of Duty always has. But so I get into a, a real server. I'm just getting smoked because everyone's yeah. fucking amazing. It's on mouse and keyboard, so I'm on the highest level of control too. And it's just, oh god, it was awful. And it was just running and getting shot, and running and getting shot. It was really uh, demoralizing. But the bigger thing that I noticed was really weird. Is like, the, number one, the unlock trees for everything is sickening. So that's the AAA <laughs> effect of like, no, this is the game you buy once and you play for the whole year, fucker. Uh, There's so much shit in here for you to unlock. Uh, that's how AAA games are designed now. Um, and it's the same thing with Division. It's the same thing with a lot of games where it's just like, we want you to only play this one game. Oh, and God. so and, and I just, I balk at it every time I see it. But so Call of Duty is stacked. Are there like the timers, like day timers? No, but there's okay. boxes on boxes and costumes sure. and yada, yada, yada. So I was playing this match. I was getting smoked. And I'm noticing that everybody has these crazy guns with crazy skins this dude who wins the match or gets to play of the game has like a tuxedo, a flaming skull. He has a crazy custom gun. He shoots people. They turn into blue mist. Wow. Like, and I'm like, this is nuts. This looks like an old Quake server where people have modded it to shit, but people paid for every single piece of this. Uh. So they took that thing that we've talked about so glowingly, nostalgically, of like the custom crazy fucked up game that's full of like Family Guy sounds and, and this skin <laughs> and these particle effects. And they just and they just it out. They and monetized they, it. Uh. It's fucking disgusting but it's amazing at the same time because the game is just a it is a mishmash of tones that don't make any sense it doesn't feel like call of duty all your guns have no recoil because it's the future like it's this ridiculous like distillation of what they've been doing and it was just so fucking off-putting but isn't and then you put on top of that this massive amount of microtransactions and stuff and i'm realizing that like all the stuff that i enjoyed about fps is from like the 90s has now been just corporatized into shit. It's like because, because all right, ultimately this is where we're going. People here in Bob Dylan selling VW bugs. It's just like this used to do mean something the, and now it's completely bland. Yeah, Here's where we're going. Here's where we're going is that hey, do you want to show that you have the bigger dick than this guy? Yep. Buy that Buy fucking that shit. shit. And that yeah. is where we're at. It's with like literally car financing, video games, fucking Amazon, everything. Everything. Yeah. He literally had one of the fucking biggest stakeholders in America say he's gonna he's gonna send his money into space. Yep. I'm paraphrasing. Well, he's I, not gonna send his money into space. It was this but, weird flashpoint of like solidifying this just meta- this gross thing of like all those things that were fun and kind of like you know gritty and made by people and like fucking like passionate people over a weekend like that's all gone. It's all just money for Activision now. And it, it, it's a game that I can fundamentally look at and go, it plays well, it looks nice, it runs nice. But you're disgusted by it. It's got right? a like, really solid PC version that has really great options, but I can't play it for more than a f- 
20 minutes without going fuck this entirely. But the, but see this is the thing and this is where this is the other bugbear. And it's not just cuz I'm bad at it. It's more just the, the <laughs> This it, is a good disclaimer. It's the better it's the bigger thing around it of just like I don't even know why anyone would participate in this. But let they alone do, but then they do. Pay like, for a founders pack for 100 bucks and play it for an entire year to wait for the next one to come along and just repeat the same fucking thing over again. There people only buy 3 games a year. Yeah. And it's like Madden, Call and of I, Duty and bleh. I don't even necessarily want to imp- pure against that because they probably don't play as much games as we do but it's still like you're just buying the same thing over and over again and it's like so piecemealed up into all these little pieces of microtransaction and yada yada that it just it the the sprawl of it is absolutely sickening it's it's pretty terrifying and it's so to transfer into the game that we actually like cult simulator which also has a massive sprawl but it's so fucking exciting to see how they bring it out i like I literally this fucking game, and I, I knew you were gonna like because you have an imagination. But it's right? about like, and it, it Did you, do you see? Do you it think tunes it? into the hitman thing of like, oh my god, I didn't know all these little tributaries branched off this one thing that I could do. Did you see the thing where I was saying where it's it like everything? It, <laughs> you are literally playing the. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, oh no, my god, I, I understand. I understand. I understand. Like from top to bottom, you are. You are digging through archaic shit in the game to do but, archaic shit in the game. Do you see? Yeah, I'm glad. It's hard, even hard to describe. But it, I'm, I feel less crazy talking to you about it. Yeah. Because now you understand. Even the like, ways that it describes, you know, you click on each card, it'll tell you a description. And most of the description is language. Like, just like, this is a tapping on your brain. And it's da, da, da. And then it, in parentheses, will be like, this is what it really means. But, but only for some. But even that this is what it really means is still written in kind of esoteric, like, if you don't know what uh, erudition is, if you don't so, know what passion is. So like, the writer had to go back to add them because he told the publisher, I'm not doing a tutorial. And they were like, all right, well, you better fucking put it in. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, to, he had to go back into the game and rewrite all that shit, which is crazy to me. Um, and that's the thing about that game that's fascinating is it is a game that it pulls back massively on presentation is what we would think of. Because it is, it, it, it abstracts is, it. It says, "Dude, it's basically you know, if you've played a, a worker placement game, you have your things that you do per turn, and they tick down. But, but also a clicker, yeah, in that. And and because it is, and it's a thing that I don't think could exist as a board game because of all the time. No, dude, that'd be a terrible board game. But it is a thing where you're loading up tasks and then waiting for your turn to stop, and then you get stuff from those tasks and you do stuff with them. But the thing that's fascinating about Cult of Simulator is it takes, it is essentially a story generator." Uh, that uses this Eldritch kind of framework. Uh, but not Cthulhu. Really well, too, by the way. They use the best parts of Cthulhu. But not Cthulhu. But never there's directly. There's no tentacles. There's no, like, nope. it is, this is about. But still yeah. the idea of, like, secret societies and, and codes and, and things that are passed down between people. That's one of my favorite, favorite things about the game is how you play a character. They usually die before they get to the manse, which is like the, 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 the you're, there is a great truth to be revealed. There is an end of the game, but it's... And they're not shy about showing you like, hey, this is what it is, dude. But like, in the same way of a, of a, you know, the framework is similar to Rogue Legacy where it's like your, your ancestor tried to get in this castle and now here's this, but it's not nearly as like static as that because every no. Rogue Legacy run is essentially the same. Yes. Um, whereas uh, Cult of Simulator, you start as a person fucking with stuff and getting intrigued by things and then that person dies. At some point, inevitably. And then you get options to be, like, uh, a cop. Uh, uh, you so, get three, right? So yeah, you, like- you get three. Cop, there's very, but they seem, there doesn't seem to be that many. Um, there's but, a, if you get the DLC, there's a lot. Oh, cool. You okay. can be a small town priest. I should get that, because I really like that system. Like, that's one of my favorite things about the game. So have you ever done the dancer? 
Uh, no. So like the, I've only done the constable and the, the medical student and then the rich person who inherits your previous person's which shit. Is fucking which hilarious. is fucking hilarious. Which favorite. is my favorite. so stupid. It's, it's so like good. What's all this cultish shit? Your job is just uh, this and that because you're a rich kid. But you get the income. Yeah. And you have to deal with fucking and that's, Those are Glover probably Glover. some of my favorite like early runs because you basically just get to spend a shitload of money on a cult text, which opens things up very well. Uh, much faster than if you have a menial job, you have to keep doing over and over again. I have again. so much I want to tell you, but I can't say um, So did you, have you bought all the books from... I can't say I bought all of them, but I buy a lot of them. You'll know when you buy all of them. Yeah. And it's fucking... I can't... I don't even want to say anything. No, no, no. That's fine. Not, but the, the, the way that this game... Do you understand the hooks of it? Yeah. The way right? that this game like unexpectedly has all these hooks of consideration where it's like, all right, well... So I got this constable, he's coming after me, and I got a cult member, and so I'm going to have that cult member kill him, but now I have a dead body to deal with. And, and don't, that, don't, don't creates, that dead body. Yeah, it creates a body that lasts for a certain amount of time. But also notoriety, which... Yes, which creates, like, oh, people heard about it. So, like, it, it, it takes care of all the aspects of a story being told, but because it doesn't have to render a cutscene and voice acting, they can go in a billion different directions. No, but it's because you you have an imagination. It exactly. Is, the game is demanding in that if you don't have yes. imagination... If you can't, like, read game. that stuff and go, like, oh, that's cool. And it's, like, really great writing. Like, it's it, fantastic. It is, it is excellent. It is... You know, most game writing is like mid tier at Wait, best. So what, what <laughs> compared to film and, and other things, this this stacks. What a, on a higher what end. aspect did you found your cult on? Uh, multiples, but the uh, the lantern for a while that was my first one, and then the chalice on the second I, one. Yeah, did you? Did the you, chalice but, is my favorite one, and I it's was fucking because it's fucking. Uh, it's what's just it called? Like it's like the fucking Hellfire Club. It's like not Hellfire Club. What the fuck is the one with the needles and the heads? Oh, the uh, Cenobites. Yeah, yeah, same idea. But this like. Uh, divinity through hedonism kind of idea. It's Dude, I love that shit. I, so. uh, I ascended and it's fucking awesome. Oh, that man. is one of the best. Yeah. Definitely fuck a lot of people. Yeah. FYI. Bring them to the club. Oh, yeah. Uh, bring them to the weird club. The, the club with the... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You bring them there. You get a lover. You get a shit... I don't want to talk about it. Uh, yeah. The, the game is so different depending... It, it is... That's the thing about it. Like, even on different, like, so, you know, my first story was just a person who ran across this shit, and it eventually drove him nuts. Like, okay. <laughs> Which is realistic, right? That's You're a, like, all right, That's sure. a Lovecraft thing. That yes. happens. And then I respond as the uh, the rich son of that person. Yeah. And that was really funny, because, like, they leave you their files, and you get all their money, which is great, because you don't have to do a job. And uh, I did that one for a while, and I got way too far into the hedonism and died. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, I came back as a constable, which is a totally different thing, where you're actually chasing down cult members, but still also... You, you can, can also have a cult. You can pull off to the yeah. side and be like, I'm really into this shit. And like you get the files from the case of bef- the person before you, and it's like you can either go, I'm going to read these files and it's going to give me nightmares, but it'll probably open some shit up, or I can burn it. And that, like, delays the crazy... It's, it's so smart. Like, do, you, just, do you understand, like, this game was catnip for you and me because, we're A, we're English majors. Yeah, So we're going to read sure. all this shit and be like, what the fuck? B, we appreciate, like, when, I, the, when the atmosphere of the writing is good, you're like, fuck yeah. And so, I love board games that take real-world uh, emotions or actions or whatever and codify them into a card. I'm always fascinated how people do that, and this game is that. Every single so good, thing it's so is good. codifying it into a mechanic... But it makes complete sense. 
And it's, it, I have caught a, I will say the only flaws I can say is I've had a couple of runs where I felt like I was in a loop of just feeding work and feeding yep. and off of dread or fascination that I kept having to deal with. And it's horrible because it kneecaps itself. It it's absolutely like, does. why are you doing like, that? It like, it is just grist you... for the mill and it's boring. It doesn't get and, you through anything. And, and you, you can kind of peek out on the edges and be like, okay, go to the bookstore, get me something. Like there's got to be some way to break out of this. But, I, you know, spend a good half an hour, 40 minutes just, like, grinding out the job over and over right. and over again. And, that's, and, and, and it sucks. It's just busy work. So I exactly. wish I, – and I think – And that's work of placement games in some ways where, especially for the first rounds, you usually do the safe thing to build up enough food to feed people or the money you have yeah, to pay yeah, off. Yeah. And this has that system where every – was it? 60 seconds you have to pay off money. So yeah. it's it's got a kind of hunger system like a lot of work of placement but games that's the thing, do. If, but if you if you just start as a doctor, you, yeah. you don't have to worry about your job. Right. Well, that's, you can just go to the institute. That's the best thing about the inheritance is that you never have to worry about working because right. you get so much money. Right. Uh, the constable is a weird one. Uh, usually get like 30 gold or so. Which is pretty ridiculous. Which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You can buy a ton of stuff. You can go to the club a bunch of times. You can usually get at least to like the path you need to unlock or whatever. Um, I take it you did not have one of your followers intervene at your job? No. No, I, I know that do, was in there, but I did not. You have can it totally happen. talk to someone and be like, "Hey, my boss is giving me a hard time," and he's like, "How do I kill them?" Yeah, but it's um, it's interesting because it pulls in these like, uh, you know, it has a board game format, but it pulls in these ideas of kind of like the 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 amount of actions you have feels closer to a tabletop RPG in the sense of like, I'm just going to talk to this guy, and then yes. the DM has to think of dialogue and da da da. Yes. This doesn't have that because it's all done through the systems, but it simulates it in a way where you're like, oh, they're off talking. And they're talking about this because I said it this way. Like they just, it's really elegant in the ways that it gives you a shitload of options off of most uh, most results. But it also is because of the way they tag stuff as Arcana and different like things. Once I figured out like, okay, Lantern is like discovery. Chalice is hedonism. Like once you kind of make the the corollaries between what the result will be, I think it becomes easier to read. I will still say I have no idea how to read like you when you start a uh, combination of cards and it has a little line of icons at the bottom, I don't know exactly how that correlates. But it probably means something. So we'll talk about it off the podcast. Because I... I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's, it is all learning the language of the game. But so it's like the... You see what I'm saying? Where it's like the witness yes. where it's like, we're going to teach you a skill set that is useless. Yeah, whereas where, I, when like, I start a game now, I know exactly what to do probably for the first 30 minutes of the game. Like, every time. I know exactly where I want to. I got to go to my job. I got to unlock yeah. the different tiles that I need to do things. But there have been weird ones where, like, I did. Uh, I think it was a medical student. I never unlocked talking the entire time. What? Like, I never got the really? talk prompt, the talk tile to show up, and it was really weird. And I eventually died before I got to it. But I was like, how am I stuck in this loop where I haven't found a cult member yet or somebody to talk to? And that was weird. I, I think I know what you need. Well, we can talk about it off the air. But sure. like, but yeah. So there's a couple stumbles huh. there where you're like, oh, absolutely, kind of lost totally in the woods. Yeah, like, that's the point of the game. As you do, they're lost in <laughs> right. the woods. Yeah. Um, but you, I want to imagine that table's in the middle of a clearing in the woods somewhere. He's just playing his cards yeah. out. That's how I, I want to see it. I love the game. At the same time, I, I, I don't think I can do it again. Like I've been through. Forty-five hours yeah, ish. I think that's that's two, enough. And that's, that's two a, ascensions. I think that's enough to know that like the first hour to two of a new game will be fucking boring for you. I, I mean, yes. And so the, the grinding is just like to improve your stats in that game is fucking bullshit. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a well-written game. It's excellent. But yeah, the, but to get more d- passion is like five steps of transmutation. It's it's boring. It's a lot of like uh, there are short, and that's the thing. There are shortcuts to it, but you only learn them twenty like. 12 hours in mm-hmm. so it's like what the fuck anyway yeah 
but I hope. We but sh- it's a fascinating game. Actually. If you do an ascension, we should talk about it. Yeah, because I it's such a specific experience to go through and yeah. be like, oh, like I figured it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you figure it out, and it's kind of like the parlor trick's over, and you're like, oh, well, then fucking it's always this. Yeah. And it's like, but yeah. even then, I mean, any game that can squeeze that much time out of you is, I would say, a success. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. But, but that's evil in the same way that's like Progress Quest was a thing. Yeah. But it's an evil game uh, because it's evil. Right. That's like part of the point right. of it, right? So did you ever do one of the fake victories? Yeah. That was the, just con- the constable one. I was like, all right, well, I can just go over the promotion. Yep. It'll give me a victory, so I'll do that. because And, it's a, and they it. call it a minor victory, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, and you just like retire and don't think about yeah. it anymore, which I think is pretty good. Which is hilarious because the the description of the character when you're against him is right. like apparently someone <laughs> had to do a cult thing. Ugh. Like he's like the most base level character. He's like I don't want to do this, but it's a great game. <sighs> it is very good. Right, I like it more than the um, what's the name of the universe there? But Sunless Sea, Sunless Skies. I don't like. It's too much. Baggage. I always admire those games, but the combat I don't like, and they are so cruel. Just in the way that they, like, oh, you have 40 minutes of good progress? Well, you, everybody got sick and your fuel all dropped yeah. out of your ship. It's, and the, it's the FTL thing of just like, all right, well, fuck you. Yeah, Like, exactly. come on, dude. Like, um, like this is not The writing was right. always very admirable in those games. I like the world building a lot. And this just takes all that out. But it takes, the, ba- it, it takes the baggage out. And it says, yeah. hey, there's depression. Hey, there's anxiety. Like, Yeah, but it tells a story better, I think, than that game does. But you're telling the story. That's what exactly. I like about it. Is that like, oh, well, I didn't go for and it. And I was saying to you over a text, the one more turnedness of this, where it's just oh, it's like, brutal. you it's set up so two or good. three things. You're like, okay, I'm going to stop. And then you're like, well, there's only 20 seconds until the thing finishes. So click. And and like I was saying to you also, like I after getting my sea legs under me, I pretty much just go double speed pause. I don't I, same with thing. normal speed. Same exact thing. Which I, It's bad advice. Yeah. Yes, because you, you can really, stuff can really get so away from s- you. I didn't want to say that to you and be like, yeah, no, no just go to fast. But no, you should only you, go there once you feel comfortable enough without you. What you know is going to happen on each. If, if there's a card that's counting down and you don't know the result, fucking stop. Don't do that. Just yeah. read everything. But anyway, yeah, and I mean, there's good flavor text in the in between steps that you can miss if you're rushing through it. And yada, if yada, a yada. card changes when you put a card in it, yeah. that's a big deal. Yes, that's a huge fucking deal. Anyway, but uh, what a, what a cool thing. Like, I'm glad you. I'm. I was worried you were gonna bounce off of it and be like, John. I mean, I could definitely see it? like a ton of people, but because it, it just doesn't look like an exciting video. It looks like a board game. It looks like a board it game. It reminded me of Tabletop Simulator when we were playing that, yeah. and it was just like, what the fuck? Like, but I think that that went away pretty quick once I saw how dynamic all the choices and all the like different avenues it goes down. It's it's fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like, like, just from a design standpoint, thinking about how you map that out. I, see, I thought amazing. I thought this year RimWorld. I beat RimWorld. I quote unquote beat RimWorld. I put a hundred hours into it. Yeah. Not to beat it, but just in general. And I was like, this is a great story generator. Yeah. And then I played Cult of Simulator. And like Cult of Simulator is not as systemic as a RimWorld because it's not no. trying to be Dwarf it, Fortress. It's still stuck within the horror it, genre. No, no. But it reminds me of, of like a D&D game of just like, oh, you talk to the villager. And yes. You, fucking, you know what I mean? That kind of yes, like. Yes. It has that kind of organic like, oh, I can actually like parlay with them. Like the, the, the minute interactions that don't exist in video games because they'd have to program a whole story like for, a subsystem and all yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, yeah all yeah. these other things like that game this game avoids it because it doesn't have voice acting it doesn't have cutscenes. it doesn't have levels it doesn't have character models which, which for sure hurt a lot hurt them for a oh lot of sure people. if you look at a screenshot of that game you're like why would why is this on a computer i should tablet this like it'd be a great tablet game i sure, think it's sure. going to be but yeah like, fucking oh man playing on this i know amazing i know um but it it yeah you look at it and i think it was a game like i probably saw the quick look thumbnail of it and was like mm. I don't like card games. Oh, it's like shitty Hearthstone? Okay. Yeah, like, and I, yeah. I do have a bit of an aversion to CCGs just because my brain goes to 
Magic. And not because Magic is a bad game, but because of the, the money sink it yeah. is. And the idea that it's like, well, you never start with anything useful. You just have to grind for it or spend money in the case of... Yeah. Uh, of it. So like in Hearthstone, you grind for it. In Magic, you buy it. You can buy it in Hearthstone too. But the idea is still there that it's like, you're not going to start with a good thing. Whereas Cult of Simulator is interesting, I think, from the word go. If, once you understand what to do... Yeah. That... And they, they ease you into it well. It's not like there's no tutorial, but it's it's it lets you... I think it lets you off the leash at the right point. Yes. Where it's like, you kind of know how this works. You know how a turn looks. Now just fuck around. Click on this button, see what lights up. Yeah. Put it in there. And, and the game is so much about like, okay, what happens if I talk aloud about the <laughs> occult yeah. thing I want? And it's like, oh, that's how you get more cult members. Yes. But it also gets you notoriety. Like yes. it, 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 it is such a good... And the description for it, when you put it in, is like, oh, this may, you might want to talk about this, but it might be bad. And, like, it never tells you exactly what's going to happen, but you can infer it well enough from yes. the, the, how well it's written. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a really terrific. But I will say, once you get far enough in the game and you understand, like, it's the thing of, like, going into a Disney ride and, you know, okay, at this point, I'm going to go into the, like, uh, what's it called? The Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm going to see this shit happen. Right, yeah. And then I know I know internally that I'm going out into an elevator that's going to go up and down and drop three stories. Yeah. Whatever, 13 stories, whatever yes. the fuck it is. When that becomes apparent, the game suffers. Right. But I then, can say that. But then... You crack through that one thing. It keeps going, and you're that, just like, oh, yeah. I can be the fucking... I can be a cult member of my own cult that I no yeah. longer... That was an early yes. experience for me when I was playing, and I felt like I was in the loop. And I had spent like 20 minutes just going to a job. And doing this thing and exploring and it wasn't getting me anywhere. But then, and then I was like, oh, okay, I need to get a Latin dictionary. And now I can read all this stuff. And, and then it just open. keeps, it's, so it's like, like, holy once shit. Once you strike out in the way that you're supposed to be going, it can get really engrossing yes. again. So yeah, it's, um, it's a crazy cool game. Like I would recommend it to anyone who likes board games, who likes those kind of board games specifically. Yes. Um, but moreover, if you like stories and good writing, like it's, 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 it's worth getting past the minimalist presentation because it's really fucking cool. It's one of those things where it's like it's asymmetrical and that the, the, the fucking ideas... Could you imagine if they tried to make a game out of this? I can't. Could you imagine if they tried to do this? I can't imagine how it would work. It's the same thing right. with like Dwarf Fortress or something where it's like, no, you can't you do can't. this with yeah. like don't, a player character. But if you have an imagination... And exactly. Like, yeah, and it's, and it's, fucking a, awesome. it's a great representation of like video games don't just have to be you controlling a dude. Nope. And if they can be these big like cool overview systems and like... Part of me is like, well, we've always done that because of strategy games. But, like, there's so many ways to approach that uh, that don't feel overwhelming. And I think this game especially does a good job of, like, you start from a small pool of options that expands. And it doesn't... And, and that is very much very on purpose. Like, right. hey, don't can get you, overwhelmed. If you started with all nine tiles or seven tiles or whatever amount of tiles you can actually get, that would be too much. But they start you with one. And then it builds to two. And then it builds to three and four and five, et cetera. So it's it's... it's just very elegantly designed in a way I that you couldn't it, even do with a board game because it wouldn't no. have all those pieces. Could you imagine? And you had to have a timer? No. Well, I just like, I tried to imagine how big the deck would be. It would be like Holy five shit. feet tall if all the cards from that game existed as physical objects. Could you like, imagine? Dude. It would be, yeah. it would put, was it Gloomhaven's the big one? The giant <laughs> I mean, super box? Yes. It, Gloomhaven is the heaviest box, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So it would be that times two or three Fuck. or four. Because it's just go- like, Every time I'm like, oh, I've seen all the cards. I'm like, oh, there's six new cards I've never seen before. Like, it's just. Uh, I got. I got to show you something down in my basement. Yeah. After yeah. this. 
It's gonna, you're going to be stoked. Let's go to the main right. in the basement. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, Ben. That was a long episode. But we have a lot to talk about. We have more to talk about than I thought in the summer yeah, that day. That was more it. We came in. We're like, I don't know what we're going to. And then Valve. So. Uh, and Jeff Bezos being a shitbag. God, that guy sucks. All right. Ben, I think you got to take us out of this. We are out. Out to the mansus, Please ben? don't sue us, Jeff Bezos. Nah, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs>